0: hey there and welcome to wise women i'm your host andrea i'm a mama wife book lover coffee lover and just your everyday woman who's seeking after christ come along with me as we discover deep truths in god's word discuss common struggles among christian women and build a community to help hold one another accountable if you're looking for a place to hear real raw truth and honesty from scripture then this is definitely the place for you so Grab your Bible and maybe a journal and pen, and join me as we dive into today's topic. Hey friends, and thanks again for tuning in for another week on the podcast. I hope that each of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving with friends and family, and were really able to take some time to slow down and rest this week. Last week, we talked about three ways to obtain wisdom. And focused on what has a hold of your heart. What are some priorities that are holding you back from moving forward in your walk with God? If you haven't already, I want you to pause right here and either create your list or I want you to get your list as a reminder. I've told you in the past episodes that I want to be as honest and transparent with you as possible. So I'm going to share mine with you. The first thing on my list is my phone. I feel like that is probably going to be the most relatable on all of our lists. Um, I find myself scrolling aimlessly on social media. Again, another big one probably for most of us. Business stuff, online shopping, especially with the holidays right around the corner. Paying bills, checking bank accounts, sending emails, all the adult stuff, which none of that is bad stuff but when it comes before my time with God, that's when it's a problem. The second thing on my list is making everything else a priority. Making sure that everyone around me has all that they need and are taken care of. And I put those needs before my time with God. Again, not that taking care of people is a problem, but when I prioritize all of those things before my time with God, that's when it's an issue. The third one is laziness in my heart. At the core of who I am, I am an incredibly lazy person. Given the choice, I would rather not. <laughs> I would rather not do the things each day sometimes. Sometimes laziness does win. And if given the choice, I don't. I wouldn't wanna read. I wouldn't wanna pray, I wouldn't wanna study. And when I give in to that lazy desire, that's that's where my problem comes in. Some of you might not struggle with that. You might be go-getters from the get-go, but <laughs> that is not me. I wish it was, but it's not. I have It takes a lot of effort for me to motivate myself. Earthly relationships. Again, this is not a bad thing, but when I over-prioritize my time with my spouse, my friends, my children, my church family when i spend more time with everyone else than i do with god that's when the problem comes in so i hope that you were able to relate with something on my list if not then that's totally fine but i do sincerely hope that you have taken some time this week to pray and earnestly seek god about some changes that you could make to better prioritize god in your everyday schedule Today, we're gonna to talk about the importance of studying our Bible, and I'm gonna share with you things that I practice that have helped me grow in my study habits. Before we dive into all that though, I think it's important that I share a little bit of, a little bit deeper part of my testimony. I, I'm pretty sure I shared maybe a little bit of this when I gave my testimony in the first episode, but I really wanna go into it deeper today. So I got saved in 2011 and just like your typical person who gets saved, I was so on fire and I changed a lot of things. I stopped doing a lot of things. I created new habits. I was so eager to get in God's word and read and study and I was just on fire. I wanted everybody around me to be on fire. I wanted everybody around me to know the Lord and I was just like, let's go, let's do this thing. And I was like that for a few months and then kind of like the honeymoon period, it just kind of ended. I didn't have that same desire as I did before. It became harder for me, I guess is the best way to put it. Brian and I have been serving in children's ministry since, gosh. Probably 2013, so about 10 years, we've been serving in children's ministry together. And I just I, I dove headfirst into service. Um, any ministry that was available, I pretty much plugged myself into. And I just got busy. And during that time, and I say that time, I mean from like the time I got saved up until about 2019. I just served, 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 served. I was, I was just going. <laughs> Felt like a hundred miles an hour. Um, again, nothing wrong with doing any of that, but it became for me. Uh, I was so heavily involved that church became a second job for me and it also became a checklist of okay well god i went to church today i you know i worshiped this week in my car um i have godly friends i went to the midweek service god i've done all these things and that's where my focus went rather than pursuing a daily relationship with god I was so focused on pouring out and serving in each ministry that I could, that I completely drained myself. I had nothing to give. (laughs) I was empty. The best way that I could put it is that I was in a desert and I was just searching for the coldest drink of water that you could find. Um, Ah, it's, it's hard to even admit, it's hard to, it's hard to admit to yourself, but it's also hard to admit to a listening audience that I just started going through the motions half-heartedly. I was showing up, I was doing my job and I was leaving and I became bitter and resentful and I got to a place where got to a place where I didn't even want to go to church anymore because I felt like I was doing and I was doing all the things on the list I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing and I wasn't experiencing God I wasn't feeling him I wasn't I wasn't in his presence it felt like ever and it was discouraging I I would open my Bible and say God you know speak to me speak to me what I need to hear today and i would get nothing and so that discouraged me and then i feel like the days when i did read satan attacked me even harder it's like the spiritual warfare was just coming at me full force on the days that i did actually try to read my bible and so i was just so discouraged on every in Every angle I, I would try to read and I couldn't get anything and the days I tried to read or the days I tried to pray I was just attacked that much harder and honestly, I had all but given up on God. I, I Was just walking through the motions. Honestly, I knew I was saved, but that was about it. I wasn't experiencing God and during this time Brian was and this is closer to like 2019, um, during this time, Brian was kind of experiencing something similar, but not as extreme. He was first having to witness me be miserable and just depressed, trying to figure out where I'm going and what I'm doing. And, you know, I feel like when you're spiritually depressed, it, almost forces depression in every other aspect of your life and I was definitely walking in that and so he was having to watch me suffer firsthand through all of that and then in the middle of that he also is starting to battle with the same things not as extreme but he's starting to feel the same things and so We pushed through 2019, we get to 2020 and COVID and everything shut down. And we're just, we're still showing up the best we can and doing online services. And slowing down was good for us because we weren't serving as hard in each ministry, but it was also hard for us because this whole time we weren't getting fed. Um, Not just in 2020, but we were serving so hard that we weren't getting fed we weren't finding time to be poured into by the sermons because we were serving every single sunday and every single wednesday and so there was literally no service that we were sitting in and getting fed and you know people will say well it's your own job to feed yourself i agree with that but when you don't know how to feed yourself because you've been serving for so long that you didn't put those habits in place first, it's almost impossible to feed yourself. I was, you know, I got right into serving shortly after being saved and I never took the time and I was never taught how to create those habits of study. And so therefore I'm just going along with, you know, what the preacher has to give me every week. And I never took the time for myself to make habits to change my life. And so when I started serving, I just kept depending on those little services here and there. And when those little services were gone that I was getting fed in, that's when the struggle started to happen. And that's when I was literally just doing a job. Um, And this is nobody's fault, but my own. These were choices that I made. And I didn't really take into account for myself. So 2020, and we were both kind of in the same boat, Ryan and I, and we were just very much hungry. We were, we were starving basically. Um, and it is really hard to know the Lord and know that you're saved. And to not be anywhere near him like that's a hunger that i can't explain but if you've been there then you know it you know exactly what i'm talking about that hunger where you just can't get enough and and you need him and you can't it's like everything you do you just can't get a hold of him and that's where we were we felt like we were doing all the right things but we just weren't getting anywhere and so in 2021 we finally opened up to some friends and we were like look we are we are at the bottom of the pit we are dry we need something and so they invited us to a service had a church they had would go to every once in a while and we left that church and Brian and I both were amazed we walked out of there and we were like wow we need more of that and so for the next couple of months we prayed and we sought God and We couldn't shake the feeling of how much we experienced god in that one service everything that we were hungering for we had found in that one service and we were so torn because we were like well we don't want to leave our home church so what does this mean for us god and those next couple of months were probably the hardest months that we've ever experienced as a couple um just looking back on it and seeing where we were it was so hard it our marriage was there was so much tension in our marriage we had like a 6 month old baby at the time so we were brand new parents with still a newborn technically and it was it was so hard and we finally reached a point where we we're just like, you know what? We have to make a decision. What are we going to do? What is best for our family? And so we made the decision to step out on faith, and we chose to go to the church that we were visiting. And when we, when we made that decision in our hearts, we told ourselves we are only going for a season to get fed, and then we're going to come back to our church, and we're going to serve. But God had totally different plans, and. Um, that church then became our home church and we have grown so much in the time of being at that church. It's amazing. Um, and this isn't to bash our other church and it's not to glorify our new church, but it is to say that when you walk into the will of God, things change. And when you walk into the will of God, you experience God in a way that you never thought you could ever experience him. And so where we were at our old church, we weren't walking where God needed us to be. We weren't doing anything wrong. It just wasn't where we were supposed to be anymore. And we, we weren't seeking him enough to know that that's not where we were supposed to be. It took it, it took hitting rock bottom in our marriage and our spiritual walks to realize that God wanted us and needed us and was calling us to walk a different path for our life. And hitting that rock bottom was the best thing that happened to us. Because of that rock bottom, we've grown so much and we are totally different people. And we couldn't be where we are today had we not hit that spot and experienced that drought in our life. So I say all that to say that if you're in a place where you're hungry for God's Word and you just don't know how to find it, just keep listening and just keep seeking. Because He's out there and He wants. He wants and He desires you. Just don't give up. Take take the time to hear what he has to say. Sorry, I was not planning on getting this emotional today. Um, (laughs) We're going to take that and lead right into the question we're going to focus on today, which is, why should we study? Um, We're going to look at some scripture for this. We just have one scripture that we're going to focus on today. And that scripture is 2 Timothy 2.15. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman, that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. There is a ton of good meat in this scripture. And just like we've been doing, we're going to break it down and we're going to look at the most important words to help us understand what the scripture is saying. The word study means making an effort. Or to be diligent show means to stand beside or to be ready at hand I like to think about um, when I see to be ready at hand that makes me think of like the old Wild Wild West movies where there would be like a cowboy standoff and they'd have at the you know they their hand would be on their gun and at any minute they were just ready to draw like they were at hand they were ready That's what the word show means in this context. Approved means to be acceptable. A workman is a toiler or to work. And rightly dividing. Rightly dividing is actually a phrase. So it's not a definition for rightly and then a separate definition for dividing. It's considered a phrase in this context. So rightly dividing means to make a straight clear cut or dissect it correctly. So if we take those definitions and we plug them back into the scripture, it would say something like, make an effort to be ready to show thyself acceptable unto God, a worker that has no reasons to be ashamed. Correctly dissecting the word of truth. that's a lot. (laughs) And um, basically, we have to make an effort to be ready to be acceptable before God, to be a worker who has no reason to be ashamed. And we've got to make an effort to correctly break down the Word of God, meaning we should be so deep in our study in the Word, so much so that we have ability to study it correctly so that way we can be an acceptable workman if we just and i'm ashamedfully enough if that's even a word i just made it one um shamefully enough there you go um i have been one of those people to just take a quote from scripture and use it however i wanted it to be used i never read it in context i just took it for what it was and that is not correctly That is not correctly dissecting the word of truth. We should be so engulfed in the word and studying the word that we know how to break the word down and study it to be acceptable before God. And you might be thinking to yourself like, okay, well, you know, what's such the big deal with reading the word of God? Like you just keep talking about that. If we are going to combat this confusing messed up world, we've got to know the truth. And the only way we are going to know the truth is if we start to get into the word and break it down and figure out what God is saying to us. We have to stop relying on our preacher to do it for us. We have to stop relying on our friends or our spouse or maybe a women's Bible study. We have to stop relying on other people to do the work for us and own it. We've got to take it for our own and know what the Bible says for ourselves when we do that and we take the ownership there is so much growth that can happen in your life i mean it's just amazing what the word of god can do for you and how it can change you but when we study scripture it makes us smarter we know so much more because we know the truth but we know we have wisdom because we can glean that from god's scripture And so the scriptures, you know, they're there to help guide us in our, in our life. You know, so many people are like, oh, I wish there was a handbook for parenting, or I wish there was a handbook for marriage, you know, fill in the blank. There is, we have that handbook in the Bible and it's all there laid out for us. It's just too many of us are too lazy to pick it up and read it. And myself is included in that. For too long, I've been too lazy, and I've said, oh, you know, well, I'll just listen to the sermon Sunday and see what I get. You can only go and you can only eat for so long that way. But when you desire to grow deeper into your walk with Christ, one of the things that has got to happen for that growth to happen is you've got to start to own your study habits and to start reading for yourself. So... That's what we're going to talk about now is some study tips. And these are just things that I do and things that have drastically changed my walk with Christ. These might not be a foolproof. They might not be 100% the best thing and they might not work for you. But these are the things that have helped me and have changed my walk with Christ. The first tip is choose a set time each day. You might not be a morning reader you might enjoy evening reading Um, whatever time it is that works for you set a timer or an alarm at the same time every day to remind you that it's time to read um purpose in your heart that you won't sleep until you've read this goes back to what we talked about last week in our episode about prioritizing god in our heart you have got to purpose in your heart and prioritize in your heart that I will not put my head down tonight on the pillow until I have spent time with God. Whatever time that might be, if it's in the morning, then great. If it's in the afternoon, great. If it's while you're waiting in the car rider line to pick up your child, awesome. Whatever it is, whenever it is, just make a conscious decision in your heart that you will not go to sleep every day until you have spoken and spent some time with the Lord. Make it a priority on your schedule. Again, this goes back to our heart. It's a heart issue, guys. If we schedule date nights, we schedule school events, work stuff, kids sports, church events, all of those things find their way onto our calendars, whether it's a Google app or whether it's your written calendar. All of those things are on your calendar. So why are we not writing God in on that calendar every single day? Is he not important enough to have a space on our calendar? That that convicts me. When I was studying for this and preparing for this podcast, I was like, "Oh man, that that really hurts." I don't I don't make I don't make scheduled time for God. And that's not fair to him, the one who gave us all is the one who gets least from us most days. And I can only, I just think about, you know, for, here's a worldly example. Brian and I last week, we snuck away for a few days without our girls. And we just took some time to reconnect, um, you know, having children is hard. Having a newborn and a toddler is really hard and between business and church and life we just needed, to, needed some time to reconnect with each other. And so I decided about July, I was like, you know what? We're gonna make some time for us. And so we did that and we are in a better place now than where we were, we've ever been in 13 years. But it's only because we took the time to put it in our schedule, to prioritize each other and to make it happen. And God wants the same thing from us, guys. He wants us to prioritize it, schedule it, and make it happen. He wants us to to reconnect with him. He loves us so deeply that that's all he desires from us is our is literally our time with him. And so I feel like, you know, if we're going to reconnect with everybody else in our life, we can also give God that same that same affection. Second point is read an actual Bible. Get you some highlighters, get some pretty pens, get a nice journal, and use those things while you're reading. Highlight words that you have no idea what they might mean. Underline key phrases, things that really stick out to you. Jot down some of your ideas or your thoughts. Highlight things that you think are helpful or interesting our phones can be a huge distraction if we're relying on them to be our bible every single day bible apps are great and they serve a purpose but i don't think that they should be an every single day study tool for us because if you're like me the minute you pop that screen open you've got like severe squirrel issue (laughs) you're just chasing squirrels. squirrel here squirrel there squirrel there there's a lot of times where I'm like, Oh, I need to do that. And so I'll pull up my phone. And as soon as my screen pulls up, I'm like, Oh, what was I doing? I don't even remember what I was doing. And so that can happen if we use our Bible app as our daily Bible reading, but there's just something so sweet about being able to turn the pages of a real Bible and to, and to almost, you know, spend time and just feel the words that God has for us using an actual Bible. The third tip is to choose a place to start. No more Bible roulette. And I am the queen of this. I am literally the queen of Bible roulette. Like I told you earlier, I used to literally just say, okay, God, speak to me today. What do you want me to read? Where? What would you have me to learn today? And that got me nowhere. I, I literally was in a place of no spiritual growth, for about eight years because that's what i was doing i was just opening my bible and expecting god to speak to me which he can and he will but it's not an effective way it's not an effective measurement of growth so my suggestion is to start reading through a book of the bible entirely I started reading Proverbs uh, about, I guess this summer, maybe a little bit before summer. I decided, you know what, Proverbs has 31 chapters and there's 31 days in this month, so I'm just gonna read one chapter a day. I stuck to it and I read one chapter every single day and ladies, I was blown away at the end of that month with how much I had learned, how much I had grown in just one month and just how much closer i felt to the lord i felt like because i was reading his word that i i knew him so much better on a deeper level i knew what he had plans for me and i knew i knew his expectations i no longer there were certain things that i was no longer questioning is this right is this wrong i knew because of what scriptures had said and so after that first month, I decided, you know what? I got so much out of that. I'm going to read it again. And so I actually read the book of Proverbs for three months in a row. Um, and each month I learned something new. The word is, it's not going to come back void. And it is never, it, it <laughs> it's life-giving. And so every time you, you know, dive into it and really have a plan, you're going to get something good out of it i if you don't want to start in proverbs then you know start in the new testament start in the old testament read through it chronologically whatever works for you but pick a plan and stick to it don't just open up your bible and say okay well i'll just read this today and then tomorrow i'll read something different make a plan have have a route of how you're going to get there and where you're going to go and where you want to end the next tip is start small You know, don't open your Bible and be like, okay, well, today I'm going to read three chapters in the book of Luke. (sighs) Starting out, that's just not very realistic. You can do it, yes, but how much are we going to be able to learn if we're eating big chunks of food like that? Like, I enjoy a steak, but if I just put the whole steak in my mouth, it's not very enjoyable. I've got to take small little bites of it. My suggestion is focus on a verse a day or one chapter a day. So I like to do the word study and that's what I've been doing in the last couple of episodes is just breaking down the words in each verse to help me understand what that verse is saying. Because a lot of times and what a lot of people don't understand or grasp the concept fully of is that terms in the Bible mean different things sometimes than what our modern day english says they mean so what i mean is that there's some definitions of words that have been changed over the course of time that they don't mean the same thing anymore so what we might read and say oh well that means this it really doesn't mean when god had it written down that's not what it was intended to to mean and so when i when we do word studies um, I use the King James Bible dictionary.org and you can just plug in the word that you're looking for and it gives you the Hebrew and the Greek word, if whichever one it is, it'll give you the Hebrew or the Greek word, and it'll give you the original definition of that word and how it was meant in that context that you're reading. Uh, Another good resource is Logos, or Logos, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, L-O-G-O-S. There's an app for your phone that you can download, but it's scripture, and then I like it because you can click on a word, and it'll show you the definition of the word, but it will also give you the Strong's Concordance number that it correlates with in the Strong's Concordance. So, then I use my Strong's Coordinates app and I look and see what that number is and what the definition is for that word. There's another great resource, and that is the Webster's 1828. You can either get the actual book or there is an app. The Webster's, the Strong's, and um, the King James Bible Dictionary are all really great tools. To learn or to read the definition and the true context of what a word means in that verse. Because once we start to plug in the words and what they mean, it makes scripture that much more relatable and understandable for us in our modern day, in our modern day um, English. Another suggestion that I have is to get a journal. The only way that I am able to successfully have a prayer life is, and this sounds horrible when I say it like that, but I write my prayers down. Now I'll say like little prayers throughout the day, you know, like, God, I need grace or help me to get through this and little things like that. But my big prayers and things that I am seeking God for actively, I have a journal and I write, I write them down. I, two reasons. I like to go back and look at prayers that God has answered for me and things that I was struggling with and that he was brought me through, but it also helps me to keep focus. Like if I'm writing it down, my brain is focused on what I'm writing, not anything else. Whereas if I'm praying just orally, I'm going to, I'm going to end up getting sidetracked or falling asleep. Um, so journaling helps me. I also like to have a journal for whenever I'm reading or studying, because then I can write down what definitions of words are, what, what a verse means, you know, is, does this verse connect to another verse that I've read? Um, anything that I'm learning from that reading, I jot down in my journal and I make notes of, it just helps me to study better. And the last suggestion that I have is to find or create an accountability group to help encourage you and hold you accountable for your reading. So you might be like, but Andrea, I don't know anybody who can help me stay accountable. I got you. (laughs) Um, I have created a wise women podcast, Facebook group, and that is a place to meet other people it is a place to have encouragement um you'll see some of the tasks that i post you know like the list last week i posted that on the facebook page um that's a place where you can get connected and find people to help keep you accountable maybe you have a friend who you guys have just casually had the conversation of oh you know i wish i was in a better place with my walk with god text that friend and be like hey You want to get somewhere, I want to get somewhere, let's lock arms and let's walk forward with Christ together. I have a group of ladies that we are in a group text and we started about three or four months ago and we have finished several books of the Bible and we just text each other as often as we can and say, hey, you know, this is what I read today. We're all reading the same, we're all on the same reading schedule And so we'll just share, Hey, this is what I read today. This is what stood out to me. I learned this, or I thought this was interesting. Um, I like it too, because I can, if I don't understand something that I've read, I can just shoot a text and be like, Hey, didn't understand this verse. What do y'all think it means? And the collaboration of other women is so helpful for me. And it just keeps me accountable because I know, okay, nobody in the group has texted today i need to be the one to step up and say hey i read and this is what i got what did y'all get um it just creates a whole new level of accountability but it also creates a whole new level of friendships in christ and it's amazing because within these four months these women have become more than just accountability partners they've become deep friends that i can trust and that i know i can go to in times of need To pray for me. So I highly, highly, highly encourage you to find somebody or a group of women who you know, can help you and push you. If you don't, if you can't find anybody else, then just reach out to me and be like, Hey, can you help hold me accountable? I would love to do that. And I'm going to be honest with you. The, the biggest factor of growth, the two biggest factors of growth in my Christian walk have been reading my Bible every day and having an accountability group. When I look back over my Christian walk of about 12 years, I wish I would have had people who poured into me enough to hold me accountable. I could have reached... The level of growth that i have now so much sooner had i had people holding me accountable had i had people walking alongside me trying to push me and grow with me i had a mentor here or there i did and those people were great but at the end of the day i never really had somebody who i could go to and say hey this is burdening me can you pray for me and Within the last year, I have realized how important in our Christian walk, especially as women, especially as busy women, how important it is to have other ladies that you can trust, but also that you can walk alongside with in Christ. It is so impactful to my life to have women that I know I can lean on in times of weakness. At the end of the day, Christ is our everything, yes, but he also has given us resources to help help us in this journey. And so, if you feel like I want to grow, I don't know how to grow, and I just feel alone, then I I encourage you, find a friend, make a friend, be a friend, and lock arms with somebody and choose each day to find time, to make time, not find time, make time. Because we all have the same 24 hours in our schedule. We all do. And it's a matter of how are you using the time that God's given you? If you're like me in my list, I'm finding time to sit down and scroll social media. I'm finding time to hang out with friends. I'm finding time to, you know, prioritize my husband's time that he needs to study his scripture for sermons. But I'm not making time for myself to read. So find a friend, make time, and read every single day. And that's going to help you to make the growth that you want for yourself. That's going to help you to grow closer to God in a way that you've never, ever experienced before. And so, 10 years ago, me, the one who was serving all the time, the one who was pouring out everything I had, the one who was playing Bible roulette, opening up my Bible, asking God, hey, speak to me today, what do you want me to have? That girl would not even recognize the person that I am today and it's not the only thing that I have done differently is purposed in my heart that I was going to read every single day that's the only thing I have done differently is I've purposed in my heart to do better if you know better we should do better and so I want to close in prayer today and I My prayer is that you have been encouraged to take the next steps to move forward to grow it with God. Let's pray. Thank you, God, so much for these women who showed up today to listen to this podcast. I pray that you bless them and bless their time. God, I know that we are all busy. And God, it means the world to me that they would stop and listen to what you have put on my heart. And God, I just thank you for the words that you've given me. I I pray that they have been received clearly and that these women walk away feeling like they have tools to walk forward in in your light. God, I pray that each woman would feel encouraged and motivated to walk in your word, in your truth, and would seek your truth. God, help us to lay aside all the distractions each day and to put you first, God. Change our hearts, purify our hearts so that they desire you and you alone above everything else. We ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for tuning in this week. I really appreciate it. Next week, I have not decided the topic yet, but there will be an episode next week. Don't fret. Um, If you have any suggestions for topics, I would love to hear them. You can post them on the Wise Women Podcast Facebook page, or you can shoot me an email at thewisewomenpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to have any feedback or any suggestions that you might have for future topics. Thanks again, and have a great week.